This is Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. On this week's Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. You're measuring my what? What's really inside the sausage? Bear drives car. The bionic cub. And Rick's brush with Larry Lujak. All that and unlimited tangents and, and more than our fair share of politically incorrect humor. <laughs> yeah. On yeah. this week's Minutia Men. If you're Chinese, don't listen. Stop the tape right now. That is coming up right now. The following is a Tony Lasano podcast. An Opie production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Minutia Man with Rick and Dave. Welcome to another episode of Minutia Man with Rick Kemper and Dave Stern. And while I have you here, Dave, I you know I don't often say nice things to you. <laughs> um, but uh, news on the march, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and you don't often say nice things to me. But yeah, okay. this morning I wanted to say something nice to you because uh, your book, the Balding Handbook, the five stages yeah. of grieving for your hair loss, uh, actually helped me this morning, and, and it it okay. is it I, is like a self help book. Okay, so this is going to be one of the I don't often say nice things about you, but somewhere <laughs> underneath here there's going to be a mean thing, isn't no, it? No, not at all. Your, okay, uh, your book, which you know I haven't used in years. Today I used to kill a fly in the in the in the uh, in the kitchen, and I'm not kidding. I really did. I killed a fly with the balding handbook. It's like this is something I wanted to tell people. This is like the perfect size for a fly swatter. I've never used it that way before, but now I'm thinking of putting like a stick on the end of it. Hey, anything to move product, yeah. I am fine with because I got boxes of that fucking book in my basement. <laughs> All right. So anybody who goes to, you can go to the bowlinghandbook.com or eckhartspress.com. Please, perfect, buy it, fly swatter. I don't give a shit what you use it with. If you really, if you really want to play a nice game when you're trying to kill the fly, use the backside of Dave's book because mm-hmm. there's a, a picture of the top of his head. <laughs> right, so and if you can, get you the can hit the right. fly with the book and and also have it land on the top of his head, you probably – we'll give him a buck off for that, won't we, if, they, right. if we see the dead fly on there? Right. Send us a photo. You get a dollar credit. I'm not proud. Okay. Let's get this done. Let's. Uh, so, uh, well, good. I'm glad I could, could help you. So thank that. you for that. You're welcome. See, that was nice but not nice. <laughs> That's all I got. <laughs> okay. It was nice, but not nice. I knew it was going to be a not, but not, not, but not nice. Right. You know, in fairness, you also are not capable of doing just plain nice. I think I am more capable of being just plain nice than you are. Oh, boy. I'd like to take a poll on right. that one. <laughs> Uh, and plus, you're a little cranky. Want to tell the listening audience why you're a little cranky today? Before before we tell the audience why I'm a little cranky today, why don't you tell the audience what your nickname is? Ray of Sunshine? No, it's Mr. Mean. It's Mr. Mean. So, anyway. <laughs> all right. All right. Uh, well, why are you so cranky? I'm a little cranky because Dave has changed the start time on this pro- uh, podcast three times on me and uh, has, uh, has uh, ruined my whole morning. So, okay, uh, and I apologized. Yeah. So there's a little tension here. A little tension, yes. Okay. So did you really use my book to kill a fly? I really you did. Just- <laughs> I really okay. did. And, and you know, I'm really bad. At, see, this is the thing. 
I'm really bad at getting flies. I, I'm I'm like the slowest man ever. You know, I have like one speed and that's slow. <laughs> and yeah. so, you know, people like myself are pretty bad at getting flies. And, and fly swatters, as I've discovered now, the big flaw in the fly swatter is it's a little too small. The balding handbook is probably three inches longer than a, than a standard fly swatter. And it's a I'm little wider, and it weighs about the same. <laughs> right, right, right. There's not a lot of wit and wisdom in that book. It's pretty thin. Well, it's uh, not, there's so, a lot of wit and wisdom. It's just squished into very few pages. <laughs> okay. Well, well. Again, I'm glad. I'm happy, and I apologize like three times that I moved the the start time. So, will you forgive me? I'm I, sorry. I forgive you, and I and and I'm sorry that I did not actually get the fly with your head. It was in the <laughs> middle of the back. All right. Well, well, I'm sure you'll have more flies. All right. Well, then let's get going because you're busy. Let's get yeah. this podcast going okay. then. Play the damn jingle. Uh, okay. Here we go. Give them 22 minutes and they'll give you absolutely nothing of value. This is Minutia Men with Rick and Dave. Okay, Dave. You got some minutia to share? Chinese restaurant offers bra size discounts. Wait, did, did you say Chinese or shiny? Chinese. Chinese, okay. Chinese restaurant offers bra size discounts. A Chinese restaurant has come under fire for offering discounts to women depending on their bra size, it's reported. (laughs) According to the. What could possibly go wrong? (laughs) According to the Xiangxiang Evening Post, local people complained to the council after seeing posters advertising discounts for the trendy shrimp restaurant. Uh,. In the main city of the Zhangjiang province, uh, Hangzhou. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know what? Whatever. Yeah. Let's call it the Chinese Toledo. It doesn't really matter, okay. right? Sure. The, the company's advertisements showed a lineup of cartoon women in their underwear with the slogan, the whole city is looking for breasts. And it lists discounts for women Jeez. depending on their, I know, it lists discounts for women depending on their cup size. With greater offers available to women with bigger busts. So let's give them credit. They've got the marketing concept down correctly. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, except the only people that go there are guys. <laughs> like, hey, uh, hey, what happened? Uh, There's nobody here. Uh, uh, the posters first appeared on August 1st and have since been removed. But Trendy Shrimp's general manager, You Tits My Fun. That's not really his name. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> no. <laughs> I was waiting if you were going to catch that. Uh, it's yeah. it's Lan, Yes, I know. <laughs> Lan Shengang defended their sales strategy. Once the promotion started, customer numbers rose by about twenty percent. He said, wow. adding that adding that some of the girls that we met were very proud. They had nothing to hide. So, um, if you're a buxom woman, although yeah. I think the promotion has ended, and you live in the Toledo of China, Zhang Zhang whatever, um, you can get cheap shrimp. So this is another one of those million-dollar ideas we're giving away for free to any uh, American <laughs> entrepreneur. Yes. Uh, so I thought that that was obviously a very interesting piece. My guess um, is the reverse would not work if it was, uh, I mean, not the reverse bra size, but if they did it for men. You know, oh, you like know, discount based on uh, size, if you will. Right. 
Right. You know, like a like a tape measure at the front desk. My guess is that wouldn't be a very popular promotion. Well, and but the only people that would try to take advantage of them are uh, what would be the Chinese uh, young hung, low hung, low hung guy, because low hung guy would come in all the time and go, "Look, I need my," di-. but but. The Dave and Rick, the Chinese Dave and Ricks, probably would not be coming into the restaurant. You know Kung what I'm saying? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so now that we're veering into a politically incorrect portion yeah. of our show, oh boy, are we ever? Uh, I have a I have a quiz oh, which is going to no. solidify our our our. Oh, we're just kidding here, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, all right. So, do you have the? Quiz jingle? Well, you didn't tell me in advance that we were going to have a quiz jingle, so now i got to okay. find it. Alright. And I can't find it right now. Alright, whatever. Um, a minutia, man. Minutia quiz! <laughs> the most popular, question one, the most popular Chinese restaurant in Lake City, Florida is Soon Fat Chinese Takeout. Mm-hmm. Fucking Chinese food. <laughs> Faux shizzle. Or you fat fuck. Noodle bar. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's either soon fat, Chinese takeout. Foo King Chinese restaurant. Faux fo shizzle, which I think is hilarious. Possibly true, possibly not. And you fat fuck. Uh, it should be boy, you fat. I, yeah, it's got to be the last one, right? You fat fool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, you're, uh, yes and no. That restaurant is not in Lake City, Florida. You fat fool is a noodle bar in London. So that is a true okay. restaurant name, but it's not in Lake City. Um, Soon fat is in the Republic of Ireland. Okay. Uh, so these are all real names. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Right. Uh, Faux Shizzle is in Renton, Washington. Yeah, I had a and, feeling. And uh, Lake City County or Lake City, Florida's favorite, ch- most popular Chinese restaurant is Foo King Chinese Food. <laughs> there you go. All right. Now, now, do you think they know that they're doing it? I think Faux Shizzle definitely. Well, Faux Shizzle, yes, of course. Uh, you fat Fook. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. It's London. I would think so. Definitely. Yes. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, soon fat Chinese takeout in Ireland. Oh, they're Irish. They they right. might. They're probably yeah. drunk. OK, right. here we go. <laughs> <laughs> right. All right. We got the Chinese and we got Irish. OK. Uh, question two. I'm allowed to say that because my children are half Irish. <laughs> right. And I'm allowed to laugh at it because I love Guinness. There you go. Uh, Question two. In China, when Kentucky Fried Chicken first introduced its advertising slogan, finger licking good, how was this literally translated into Chinese? It was either A, lick your fingers off, uh-huh. B, eat your fingers off, C, eat her fingers off, or, or D, lick her fingers off. Uh, I'm going to say D. Uh, the correct answer is eat your fingers off. Okay. Not so not, a, not appetizing. I had to change that. Uh, okay. And this is question three is where we're really going to be politically incorrect. Okay. All right. Do we have a, 
we have a political? Do we? So have we're just a, now starting to get politically incorrect. Right, right. Do we have a? We're going to get sued. Jingle. <laughs> no, we do not. Uh, when Asiana Flight 214 crashed at San Francisco International Airport in 2014. I know where this is going. <laughs> the, Bay, the Bay Area Fox affiliate, KTVU, falsely reported that the crew members' names were. So they recorded that there were three names. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um um, actually four names they said four names one of these is one i'm going to tell you is not one that they reported okay Okay. something wong (laughs) (laughs) that one's that one's one of the ones they used right yeah we too low (laughs) that's another one they used (laughs) holy fuck (laughs) i don't remember if they used that one and we go splat oh (laughs) which one is the uh fake one one of the last two uh we go splat is the Right. You know, we Both. were not actually doing the Minutia Men podcast when that event happened, but we were doing the Rick and Dave phone calls every day, <laughs> yeah, right. and that, that was, was in that show. If you missed that show uh, back in 2013. Uh, 14. <laughs> 14. Um, and for anybody who doesn't know what happened, some prankster somehow got to this the, the television producer, right, or the news producer. Yeah. And said, hey, I got the names of the pilots. Hey, and by the way, it is so easy to prank a newsroom. I, I shouldn't tell you this, but uh, they're not exactly checking when you call in. <laughs> that That's nice. So it is fake news. Yeah, it is. In a lot of cases. Yes, it is. So, so there you go. Hey, the podcast was great. Hey, um, uh, speaking of being suspended. Yeah. Uh, did you hear that Dan McNeil is now part of the Radio Misfits podcast family? No, I did not. Yes, um, just moments before we went on the air, uh, Dan McLean, Dan McNeil will be doing a sports show on the Radio Misfits podcast now. Well, you know, Dan and I go way back. We were way friends. Back. Uh, we worked together at the Loop back in the late eighties, and uh, I've I've probably written uh, about him seven or eight times since then, and we just uh, have stayed friends. He's he and I are buddies, so I'm happy to hear that. Good well, for Dan. We would, like, we'd like to extend a happy, a happy hello to Mr. Yes, Dan welcome to the family. Yeah. Um, so now we don't have to worry about being the most politically incorrect show on the uh, network <laughs> right. anymore. Exactly. Fantastic. Uh, can, he, can you get suspended from a podcast? I don't think so. Well, I think we'll find out. <laughs> Good. All right. So my, uh, my minutia this week is about sausage. Because you know I'm a, a sausage aficionado as a, as a German. That's the sort of thing that I know a lot about. And I make my own sausage. And that's not a euphemism. <laughs> I literally make sausage. I know how to do it. Uh, you know, we, we do it through the soccer club and we, uh-huh. we sell it at our events and stuff. And so I know uh, quite a bit about the sausage making process. And I know the key to a good sausage is excellent ingredients sounds like a no-brainer but what you don't know when you're buying pre-packaged sausage is exactly what's in that sausage right you have no idea well a canadian study found that 20 percent of sausages sampled from grocery stores across the country contain meats that were not listed on the label the uh, study, uh, the researchers uh, examined 100 randomly purchased sausages that were labeled as containing just one ingredient, ingredient like beef, like all beef franks, pork, mm. turkey, 
or chicken. And then they examine the sausage using using a, like a DNA barcode from those types of sausages and found that uh, 20% of these sausages had amounts of other animals in them. For instance, 7 out of the 27 beef sausages contained pork. Uh, mm-hmm. One of the 38 pure pork sausages contained horse meat. Um, Then pork sausages contained beef. The chicken sausages contained turkey. Uh, The chicken sausages had beef. And five of the turkey sausages contained no turkey at all. were entirely chicken meat. And then, so this is just a word to the wise uh, when you're buying sausage. You got to. You got to be very careful about it. But the thing, the thing that they, uh, th- what they said here at the end here, which kind of caught my attention, they were only testing for DNA of turkey, chicken, pork, beef, or horse. So it's not known if there are other meats <laughs> involved. Like monkey. Yeah. Monkey well, or. One of the guys at uh, one of the, uh, um, let's see, at the Royal Beef Butcher Shop in Toronto said, uh, you'll definitely find more exotic things in there. I remember hearing stories about a company putting rat meat into sausages uh, because uh, it was cheap and they were easy to grind up. So the, who who did the research? It was a college or who did it again? The University of Gulf. G-U-E-L-P-H. Okay. What the hell are you thinking? Yeah. Don't do a research on this. I don't want to know. Right? <laughs> you know, I think you do want to know. <laughs> not really. I mean, when you're buying a sausage, you kind of know it's probably not good for you. I hate to break it to you. Unless it's a Kempfer sausage. Hang on one second. But, Hang on. Hang on. Huh? Missed him. Oh, fly. You were, were you used, did you use the I balding used the book, yes. All right. Again, available at Eckhart's Press. I missed the fly, though. All right, uh, you have some other minutia. This was just a. This was not a comedy bit of any kind. I just wanted to alert the folks out there to be careful. And if you're buying sausage that I make, it's a hundred percent natural. No, no need to worry. Can you buy? Can is your sausage available online? Uh, no, but it will be available at Socktoberfest on September sixteenth at the Green White Soccer Club. Stop you guys, head. you you guys have some festival like every three weeks it yeah. feels like it seems like that yes um all right rick uh this is out of durango colorado okay. i've never been to i've never been to colorado bear breaks into suv then takes it for a drive a bear broke into an suv early friday in durango and took it for a short ride rolling it out of the driveway and crashing in it into a small mailbox the commotion woke ron cornelius and his wife, who found the trash Subaru in their yard on Timberline Drive in southwest Colorado. Usually I don't get up at 5 o'clock unless there's a bear driving down the street, Cornelius joked. (laughs) (laughs) After the bears broke into the car, it likely released the parking brake somehow. Now, you laugh at me for always using my emergency brake. Here's a perfect example that I shouldn't. It doesn't matter because if a bear breaks in that the emergency brake won't do any good um it uh this is what mr this is what yogi did he ripped up the interior of the vehicle he pulled the steering wheel straight off the shaft wow he he ripped the radio out of the dashboard 
he busted Probably out. playing a Bieber song or something. <laughs> right. And busted out the bla- the back window. It would have taken a human being hours to do what the bear did in a couple of minutes. Um, uh, interestingly, this bear is still a better driver than Rick Kemper. <laughs> Uh, uh, so, uh, so nice. I read this. Nice. So I read this article. It I found this article. Yanked the steering wheel off of its shaft. Uh, I bet this bear can drive stick. But I have wrestled bears. You have. Yeah. Uh, uh, we didn't really do that, right? That was just one of those fictitious. No. Let's just we, say we right? did, though. Um, but what was funny when I was reading this article on the Durango Herald is the comments. You know, you know, you know how oh, you have yeah, the comment section underneath the article. Right. Uh-huh. And it was, you know, it wasn't like, oh, that damn bear. It was like, oh, yeah, this happens all the time. I remember, you know, th- th- I guess in Colorado, there's a real bear problem that they're like walking around little towns and like hanging out. Wow. Yeah. So don't so maybe I the- shouldn't make fun of those farmers commercials. The uh, yeah, right. You know, right, the- this you know, bear drives car seventeen. We cover everything because right. we've yeah, right. seen everything. And they probably have seen that. Yeah. So there you go. Stay away from Colorado if you're. Uh, well, if you're a bear, I guess go to Colorado because evidently you have a lot of bears there to hang out with. Okay. Well, you know, um, we've uh, we've been telling people about how to uh, subscribe to Minutia Men, but. Uh, you know what 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 people should also do with this podcast is they should share it, Dave. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They should have podcast listening parties, right? Oh, that's a good idea. Bring in some I mean, sharing it and you know via social media for instance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you see uh, one of us has posted the podcast on Facebook or Twitter, which we do every week. Mm-hmm. Share Sometimes. it. Yeah. Um yeah, right on Facebook. Just share it. Reshare it. Yes. LinkedIn. Put it on your LinkedIn page. It'll you'll look smarter. Don't you think? Absolutely. Absolutely. You'll look like you're in the know. Yeah. Wow. You're like a cool guy. Oh, this must be a good one because you're sharing it because yeah. we have that much respect for you. And we will randomly take somebody who has shared one of our posts. We will put it in a big. We will write down everybody's name that shares our posts that we see, and we'll give them a five dollar gift certificate to Stuckies. <laughs> You did not run that by me before. Man. I mean, when you think we're running out, we've got money coming out of our ears here. I'm going to go to the I'll money say, tree and pick another five dollars <laughs> off. Yeah, for the big Stucky's gift certificate. So no, but please, we appreciate it. And also, if you review the podcast or if you like the podcast, please review it on um, iTunes um, or on Stitcher uh, or Google Play okay. or Tuned In. So please. All righty, it's time for our Cubs feature. Time now for a collection of Cub Geekness. This is Just One Bad Century. With Rick and Dave. Dave, today I'm going to tell you the story of a man named Jimmy Archer. Have you ever heard of Jimmy Archer? I have not, no. Uh, Jimmy Archer was a Cubs catcher back in uh, the very early part of last century. From 1909 to 1917, he was the Cubs starting catcher. So they were good. Oh, yeah, they were good during during that time. But he was much more than that. He was actually an early version of television Steve Austin. The Bionic Man? The Bionic Cub. He was the Bionic Cub. Because uh, during the winter of 1902, when he was 19 years old, he was working as a barrel maker in Toronto. Oh, we're back to Toronto again. Uh-huh. Um, he fell into a vat of boiling oak sap. 
and scalded his right arm and leg so badly that he was hospitalized for three months. And he was in so much pain during his hospitalization that he begged for his arm to be amputated. But the injury had an upside that he never would have expected. As a result of the accident, the tendon in his right arm shrunk and made his right arm shorter than his left. And it also made it unusually strong. And suddenly, Uh Jimmy was able to throw the baseball with incredible velocity. And he became famous for his arm. And he claimed it was due to the accident. So he was the bionic cub. But on this date, in 1931, he became more than a bionic cub. Dave, he became a hero. Okay. Yeah. You ready? American hero? American hero? Uh, He he had been retired, right? Uh, He settled in Chicago after his playing days were over. And on August 7th, 1931, he was in the Chicago stockyards when he saw two men dying in the cab of a truck overcome with carbon monoxide gas. Archer pulled them out in time to save their lives and then administered first aid and revived them and saved their lives. And the National Safety Council awarded him a medal for his heroism. That's the kind of player that has always played for the Chicago Cubs. Until they drafted Beanball Ben Christensen. <laughs> okay, that's enough. Time for our last feature. <laughs> Who beamed somebody in the on-deck circle. <laughs> Time for our final feature. A random name pulled out of Rick's bowl of brushes with celebrities. Mixture. Collection. Selection. Assemblage. Medley. Assortment. Variety. Time now for Celebrity Potpourri with Rick and Dave. All right, Dave is going to reach his hand into the Costco jar and pull out a name of a celebrity, and I have to tell the story of having met that celebrity. Um, Super Jock. If you're from Chicago, you know this name. Larry Lujak. Larry Lujak was the, would you say he's the biggest radio star in Chicago? Oh, I think. I mean, for yeah, our generation, I, for the, uh, you know, 40s uh, and 50-year-olds out there, is there, was yeah. there anybody bigger than Larry Lujak? Well, like Wally Phillips for the older generation, but right. for our wheelhouse, yeah, I think Larry Lujak um, definitely arguably the the yeah. most I famous agree. i thought he was the i thought he was the greatest i listened to him every morning because my mm-hmm. my 1971 duster only had an am radio <laughs> and he, he was the he was the cool kids version of am radio <laughs> and he and little tommy did uh yep. you know all sorts of bits and they were very famous in chicago anyway i never got to meet him when I was working at the Loop, but I heard you know horror stories about him from Steve Dahl, who uh, did not like Larry, uh, and they got into a fist fight once on the air. Right. Uh, but anyway, I finally got to meet Larry in the years after that. Uh, Brant Miller took me over to his house. Brant Miller is a friend of mine. We worked together at uh, the Loop and at JMK, and. Larry had been retired for a few years and he was sitting out in his backyard and he was nursing a squirrel back to life. Was it like nursing as in using his nipple? No, no. I mean, he had it in a little cage and he was, you know, he was doing whatever he could to, you know, this baby squirrel had fallen out of a tree and had like a broken leg and, and Larry was, was trying to save it. And, and we sat there, uh, next to each other and, he said virtually nothing the whole time. <laughs> right? mm-hmm. so, there was, so we left. I'm like, okay, real talkative <laughs> guy. Uh, then anyway, um, years later, I got to meet him uh, through John Landecker. And that time, uh, 
you know, he did a, a mini golf outing for us and he and I hit it off a little bit. And, and later in his life, in the last year of his life, I interviewed him. Uh, I worked with him on a project uh, and he started calling my house all the time. <laughs> at 3.30 in the morning. <laughs> no, I'm serious. He would call he was ordering just pizza. to chat about stuff. And, and he was, I kept saying to him, you know, this is like the worst, this is, you know, a secret because he always was known as a crotchety guy, right? Right. right I right, said, right, don't right. let the word get out, uh, Larry, that you're actually a very nice guy. He goes, don't tell anybody. <laughs> but he would call up and my son would answer the phone. And uh, Tommy would say, yeah, yeah it's uh, tell, tell Rick it's Larry Lujak. And Tommy would say, okay. And, and he'd say, kid, you know who I am? And Tommy would say, yeah, you're like a legendary disc jockey. <laughs> yeah, I'm worried yeah. about you, kid. Um, <laughs> and every time I said to him, Larry, how you doing? He'd say, yeah. about average. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it turned out to, we turned out to be friends at the end. And I actually uh, was quite shaken up when i heard that he had passed away because he never mentioned it to me and i talked to him maybe a month or two before he died he never said a word mm. about the fact yeah. that he was suffering from cancer i mean he was you know in the final stages of his life he never said a word he um didn't he send us a note about landecker's book about yes he did <laughs> How it was great until the one part or whatever. The note said, uh, tell Decker I loved his book, but I didn't need to hear about his dick. (laughs) (laughs) You know, he's got a point. Uh, By the way, the updated version of the John Landecker book uh, is going to be coming out soon. I've been working on it the last two weeks with John. And you, uh, you weren't able to work on it this morning. I wasn't because I, I screwed up your morning. I'm sorry. I'm yes. right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. <sighs> anyway, uh, if you'd like to find out more about Rick and Dave, you can check out Eckhartspress.com, ChicagoAuthorSolutions.com. And if you'd like to reach us, you can drop us a line at MinutiaMedPodcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter. You can share uh-huh. our posts on Facebook and Twitter. And like syphilis. We, what's that? <laughs> like syphilis. You could share yeah, our except, uh, like We guarantee you there are no STDs attached <laughs> to this Minutia Men podcast. Zero. Special thanks to executive producer Tony Lasano with Opie Productions. We're distributed by Ed Silla of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network, which now includes Dan McNeil. And we'll be back again next week with another episode of Minutia Men. <laughs> Proceeding was a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Find our other great shows on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and at radiomisfits.com. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Opie Productions. Tony, can you shut up? Lasano and Friends. Dick Biondi, DJ WLS FM. <laughs> and that's the truth. Uh, when I was working in Youngstown in 1957, I was doing record hops. And we always had 1,100 kids or more. And I was at the uh, Idora Park, which was like the great America. And my deal was I would sit on a flagpole for three days and three nights. Ow. So they put up a flagpole. It's got to be uncomfortable. A hundred <laughs> yes, feet up. <laughs> and they put a little platform up there. Everything was fine, except the second night, 
I'm sleeping, and all of a sudden, I'm hearing bang, 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 and I look over the side, and a guy is shooting up at me. Oh, God. <laughs> and, it, and it was the uh, security guy for the thing. <laughs> oh, my. And, and I can't believe it, and I said, what the heck is going on? He said, I've been trying to wake you up. The cops are here with coffee and donuts. <laughs> Masano and Friends. Great Talk Radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. RadioMisfits.com.